Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh-oh, it's a That's a Gay Ass Podcast bonus episode. Welcome back, my friends. It is me, Eric Williams. and I need to level with you, okay? The original plan for this podcast was to post her once a week, but when Heidi in Closet wants to have a short interview, you say yes and you pump her out, okay? Heidi is a true queen, and she came to talk about Drag Race, growing up gay in a little tiny town, and to promote her new music video, Gap. Holes in this mouth, there's some holes in this mouth. There's some holes in this mouth. There's some holes in this mouth. Before we chat with Heidi, we have a new segment I like to call This Week's Fight, where I bring my husband Matt on the podcast to unload our dirty laundry and unpack the fights we had this week. Now, we bickered about a few things, but this one particular fight involves my style, or the lack thereof, when it comes to interior design. Please let me know whose side you're on, share it on social media, and then we will be doing a poll to find out who has won the fight. Make sure to tell your friends about That's a Gay Ass Podcast, and please drop us a five-star review. We are so close to breaking 100 reviews, and I want to see some triple digits. Send this episode to anyone who loves Drag Race, and make sure you come back next week for another exciting guest. Oh my gosh, trying to set these two microphones up. I'm not what people call intelligent, and this has been a journey and a half, but I'm glad we're here, Matt. Me too. We made it eventually, and that's really all that matters. You know, it's not really the destination, it's the journey. And this was a long one, a very long one. Um, so look, we are in two separate rooms doing this podcast episode. We do live in the same apartment and yet we could not figure it out, um, because I've only learned how to do this podcast with people in separate locations, but we are now sitting on a zoom call where Matt is in the bedroom, I'm in the living room and Matt's changed his zoom background to the wizard of Oz. Of course. Why did you do that? Because I needed a little joy after that struggle. (laughs) So this segment is called This Week's Fight, and it's for us to discuss the um, trivial things that we did fight about that seem to have the highest stakes because we've been living in a box for the past 10 months. Um, I don't know if any of you follow Matt Lummis on the old Instagram, but you should. He's a gorgeous follow. But he had an Instagram story series where he was uh, watching a lot of HGTV and asked people what 
things that they prefer or what do they think is a fad. So an example would be a giant island in your kitchen. Do we like the island? Do we think it's excessive? Uh, two islands in a kitchen. Do we? And of course, it was a very polarizing debate, but the biggest polarization was that Matt and I disagreed on um, some of these design features. Um, it needs to be said that Matt is the one with taste and I don't have that thing. But that being said, I'm not like all incorrect. Do you, do you think I have some taste, Matt? I mean, you have taste when you agree with me, I feel like. Like, I would never send you into West Elm on your own, but you're able to be convinced. So <laughs> I guess somehow you could say you have taste. So what you're saying is I only have taste when I agree with you or I don't do anything on my own. Interesting. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I've probably learned a little bit. I mean, I think I dress a little better now. Um, a little bit. Yeah. But I also think that I now can't rely on any of my own opinions because if I'm even looking at a t-shirt, I need to make sure that you think it looks, it looks good because that's the thing is like, I don't know if a certain shade of yellow is going to be high fashion or disgusting. <laughs> I know. I keep hearing it's because of like colorblind something, something, but I'm not really convinced. Let it be known in third grade. I did a colorblind test and <laughs> in, in, whose class was it? It was at new city school where they gave you a little index card. And if you could see certain colors, that means that you were not colorblind, but if you could not see, and I couldn't see some of the blue and the reds. Okay. That's what you based this all after? What do you think it years? was? What do you think it was a, tr- a clinical trial at a university? Didn't your like pediatrician give you like those tests where you like raise your finger and like look at colors and stuff? Doctor Bloomberg? <laughs> no, Doctor Bloomberg told me I was going to be six foot eight and a really good basketball player. Both of which ended up being incorrect. Um, but wow. he did, he did the best he could. So, what was our fight over, Matt? The biggest one seemed to be the pot filler slash pasta arm. A, I love that it has a name, the pasta arm. It sounds like a sci-fi film. Um, but here, I mean, listener, I hope you understand that the right position for this argument would to be to love the pasta arm. Who doesn't want to carry a pot straight to the oven and fill the water there? I am on the side of loving the pasta arm. I I guess I want to be a New Jersey housewife. But Matt is saying, what are you saying, Matt? Why don't you like it? I'm saying it seems excessive. Like it's something for very lazy people who don't want to walk three feet. (laughs) And it seems like anti-minimalist. Like I'm not a minimalist, but just having that extra thing there seems silly. And it makes me think of... Teresa Giudice's kitchen, like yellow kitchen from 2003. There's something about it. I think they had it on the housewives and it's just scarred me. I can't get past it. So you're just assuming that if you have a pasta arm and needs to have like Italian yellow, uh, architecture yep. that is gaudy and, and outdated pasta. It's Italian. Okay. I think you're being closed minded though. I think just because a, a pasta arm does not necessitate bad style. Don't you think you could have your full white kitchen with a pasta arm? I've seen people try and you know, I wouldn't turn it away if we were like looking at a house and it was perfect except for the pasta arm and I wouldn't like make us take it out of the wall. But when I am building our dream kitchen from scratch, it is not going to include a pasta arm. But. I just think a pasta arm hurt you when you were young. There's like a weird aggression towards pasta arms here. You're saying you walk into a gorgeous kitchen. There's white, a white island, beautiful space. You've got everything you want. And then you go, there's a pasta arm. Get it out of here. What, why not anything else? 
I mean, there are plenty of other things that would bother me, but my first thought is like, why do these people need this? What's what's wrong? I think it's because you. I think it's because you don't do the dishes. What does it have to do with doing dishes? It would help me more because I'm the one filling up the pots with water. You're not washing the dishes. Oh, I know why you want it. Because when you, quote unquote, (laughs) wash the dishes, you just fill them up with water to the top and then put them back on top of the stove. So this is all actually a ploy to help you (laughs) cleaning the dishes. It's I want them to soak. <laughs> I need them to soak on the stovetop for a minimum of three hours. I need to make sure that the crust... A minimum of three days. <laughs> okay, this was supposed to be talking about past fights, not causing current ones. It's Let's... all making sense. And if we want to go back, then we can realize why the pilot lights on our stove were out for months and months. It's because of the overflowing pots with water that rest on the sink and get splashed around wait really was that my fault i i'm thinking it is i think it's because of the the cookie sheets that were also filled with water sitting on the stove for a while you know like a little like oops splash it probably distinguished the pilot light well it's both of our faults that it took three months for us to figure out how easy it was to reignite a pilot light i know it was it was scary like guess Gas and flames are really scary, but we figured it out. You know, I'll be the first to say gas is scary. Gas is scary in all its forms. Um, I want the listener to know also that Matt is drinking a White Claw right now. He needs booze to get through this. Yes. (laughs) What's your favorite flavor, sweetie? Um, So it had been black cherry for a while, but wait, now is it mango or tangerine? I think it's it's mango. This mango I'm having right now is delicious. So this is my, my new favorite. Okay, so you picture yourself drinking a mango White Claw in your dream kitchen. Describe your, our future dream kitchen once we hit it big. Oh my gosh. Well, it's massive. There, I think that I am not into the double island. I can understand. I had a lot of feedback. That one was also very controversial. Like People want one island to like prep things and one island to present i don't remember what the other thing i don't think you need two islands but you know if that's your thing whatever i just want a big island and a gigantic sink and i love i love the big sink i love the cabinets to me that giant island just gives you more opportunity to put junk on top of it like i feel like if you have such a big island what are you gonna do it there's only so many lemons you can put in a bowl Otherwise, I'm putting my tax forms up there. Okay. Otherwise, I'm putting I'm putting some clothing that I don't want to take to the bedroom. Otherwise, we're gonna. I mean, not to throw any shade to my husband, but you're a messy bitch, and you are gonna put so much shit on the island. True or false? You're gonna put a lot of shit on that big island. <laughs> exactly. That's why I need a big one. So you're saying we need XL. more surface area to put more of your junk. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess I'm with, with great power comes great responsibility, and with big islands comes me just cleaning more junk. <laughs> you know what's actually refreshing right now is that you're admitting that you're messy. I would never deny that. So then, why can't you change? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot of things about each other. I'm sure we'd want to change. And what do you want to What do you want to change about me? What do you want to change about me? I don't want to take up any more time of your episode with that. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you in front of all your listeners. So we'll just save that for when we're done recording. What do you want to change about me? Not a thing. Oh, you're sweet. 
you're going to edit that last part out, right? And just cut straight to not a thing. <laughs> I mean, look, that's a part about dating and marriage. I think that is, that is beautiful and difficult is that when you are falling in love with someone, there are things that you like that pull you towards them that are, you're so obsessed with. And then those same exact things can sometimes drive you crazy. I mean, like, I'm sure you loved at the beginning that I was a chatty Kathy, that I was a silly Billy, that I was pulling you out of your little shell. And then cut to seven years later in quarantine in a pandemic, you're like, shut the F up. True or false? True. Okay, so this is a healthy exercise. So now you tell me what you think made me fall in love with you, but things that you probably think would be difficult to be with as well. Hmm. And, you know, I, I really, nothing comes to mind. No, no flaws. You're perfect? Pretty much. I don't yep. accept that. I need, to, I need you to give an answer. <laughs> um, what was the question? <laughs> the question was, what was something that you think I fell in love with you for at the beginning, but now that's probably a difficult trait to sometimes be around? A difficult trait. I don't know. I think this is really interesting that you even can't pick out a single thing that you think would be difficult. I mean, this is kind of, I'm not saying, Oh, I, I think there are difficult things, but I don't think that there are things that you flip flopped on that you were like, I loved you because of this, but now it drives me crazy. Like you didn't know I was messy <laughs> quite at the start. Like maybe, you know, a couple dates in. That is a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. Like how long did it take me to realize you were messy? I mean, probably, I don't think I actually knew the magnitude until we moved in with each other. Okay. And I'm not saying that I'm like a perfect person to live with and I'm incredibly clean. Like I know that like that's not the case, but it for me, it's the piles for me though. It's the clothes on the floor for me though that I didn't realize was a thing. Yep. I put them on the ground, you put them on the windowsill. We have our own Places for piles, I guess. Places for piles. Our love story. <laughs> well, then I think that the the kitchen fight was is all very valid. I mean, there are certain things that are trends that people are going to love love right now. But like, do you think the white kitchens are going to be in forever? I think white is pretty classic, and depending on what handles and things you put on them, I think white will be classic for a while and if it's not then you can change the handle and probably make it look fresh so i'm glad you joined me for this segment of this week's fight what do you think we're gonna fight about in the future i can only imagine i don't know well look i thought i want you to know that despite the things that there are about us that make it difficult i'm glad we're together thank you eric that's very sweet now tell me you love me i love you eric i love you too oh thank you I am so happy to see your face, Heidi, in closet. Absolutely thrilled. Oh. You're on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. I'm so excited. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Does that mean you're gay? Uh, I regret to inform you that I'm a homosexual, Heidi. Oh my God. I love homosexuals. You have a big fan base with the gays, girl. I'm telling <laughs> you. I don't know if you've heard this before, Heidi, but gay people tend to like you. Is this a shock? 
It is. It really, truly is. I never would have guessed. I, I just never would have guessed. Uh, you know, it's, I it's understand. A it's a shock to you, but I'm just here to tell you that you have a big community <laughs> that loves you. You know what, Heidi? This is such an amazing opportunity for you to be on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Would you consider yourself gay as hell? Um, not as gay as Joey J, but I'm pretty <laughs> gay. And that's okay. And that's okay for Joey J. I mean, who is gayer than Joey J? No one. Hello. Joey J is a gay ass bitch, apparently. So <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. So I always, before we get into some quick questions, just about your experience, your life, the amazing music video you just released, I want to ask. I asked all my guests this first question: Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame? Is it like <laughs> an actress? Is it a movie? Is it a, a what is it? You know. <sighs> What made me gay was I was born. <laughs> Mama had a switch in her step from day one. I, just, I, I don't know. I think that's beautiful. I mean, you know, as Gaga said, you're born this way, Heidi in Closet, gay Absolutely. as hell. And, and, you know, I just, I'm living and soaking it up and, and my breasts look right today, too. So that <laughs> makes it even better, you know? Are you just so excited you're, that you're getting so many amazing uh, praise for this video you just came out with? It's incredible because it literally just started out as something like a little joke with me and my fans. And to see it being received so well thus far is amazing. I mean, I'm really, I'm really stoked about it. I'm so happy for you. I'm such a fan of yours. And I feel like oh. you, I mean, not only are you so kind and funny, but you're an icon. The Gap, you're giving me in this music video, you're giving me a social statement. You're giving me stunning queens. You're giving me a fashion. I mean, the gaggle that you brought together, like Widow, you have Jade and Dior. Are there any queens from your season that you, like, besides those that you still keep up with? Like, who are you, who are you still close with? I'm still close with actually the whole cast of my season. Well, not the whole I, I'm still close with the 12 girls. I'm still close with the 12. That's what oh, we yes. call ourselves. The 12. The 12. We call ourselves the 12. I'm still close that. with all of them. I love all the girls. I wish they all could have been in the music video. But some have been very busy working on their own stuff. Some are not close enough to have been able to make it. You know, it's just, it's a life right now. And um, I, I'm close with all of them. So I love them all so much. They're, they're not just drag race sisters, but they're like lifelong friends for sure. I love that so much. I feel like your season had so many amazing bonds and it's clear like in your video, how they come together. It is, I don't know how long you had to work on that thing, but it was absolutely incredible. Like all the choreo, all the looks, how long did it take you to shoot that? You know, we shot all everything in one day. It was from, I think we started shooting at, we had to be on set at 9 a.m., but we didn't start shooting until 10. And then we got done at like a little after 8 that night. Okay. So it was a, it was an all-day event. Um, uh, but it came together really well, actually. I'm surprised how well it came together. With It, it was a very quick turnaround, too, because we only shot it like two and a half weeks ago, I think. So it was a very like quick turnaround as well. Um, I, I wanted to pump it out as fast as possible. And and here we are. Yes. Come on, show business. Giving that edit out in record-breaking time. I do think that it is a great message in the video about, you know, keeping your distance, uh, minding the gap. But I want to talk like quick for a second. You know, when we talk about who do we blame for making you gay, you started with a pep in your step. There was sugar in the tank. We're, growing up in North Carolina, were you just like always this way? Or did you really kind of like um, grow into your queendom as you got older? Well, actually, I, I think I was always a little extra, um, a little extra homosexual. But... <laughs> 
yeah, I've always been that way. But then like growing up, I started getting bullied for being the way I was and stuff. So then I started to try and hide it. And 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 it really like I I try to compress myself and like try not to be noticeable and all these things and it's it just never worked. They was, I was still made fun of and all these things and whatnot, Shreve. But after that, I was like, you know what? Just let it go. Once I've gotten to, I found a safe zone with a uh, Catalyst Dance Company, which was the dance company at my high school. It became my safe zone where I was able to be free. And then I was like, you know what? I like being me. And if they don't like it, oh well, I'm gonna just continue doing me. And and I I went I went back to that little boy that was that was so free and happy and didn't care what other people what people said or did or what it doesn't matter. So, and and then I just continued growing from there. And and here I am, the full fledged goddess that is the Gap of <laughs> North Carolina to from coast to coast, coast to the coast, gap that mama. Gives the most. I mean, this gap. That is a lyric. Let me write that down. From coast to coast, the gap that keeps giving the most. Right, Jason, if you can hear me, write that down. Okay, this is high stakes. Jason's on it. Jason's on it. Wow, write that down, Heidi. Jason. I'm witnessing brilliance in front of me, Heidi. This is absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's, I feel like I'm part of something bigger than just you and I. You're coming. It's a revolution. The gap is a revolution. A revolution. So I love that you were, I love that you were like in this dance troupe, you were embracing yourself. You're like, wait a minute, I'm a star. The world needs to see this. Cause like, you know, I, same boat. I think so many people growing up are dealing with bullies and trying to make themselves seem smaller. But once one, one person starts to see your light, it's like, wait a minute, I've got a lot to give. Like I, you know, doing musical theater, doing, I I was in Fiddler on the Roof freshman year. And I was like, wait a minute. Come on, Jews. So we are, you know, embracing who we are. And I'm so glad you did because clearly the world is in love with Heidi and Closet. Um, so when we're talking about our, you know, our journey of, you know, going into dance and now drag race, you are working with all these queens, but I'm going to make this really brutal, Heidi. Okay. I'm going to ask you some quick okay. fire questions. Okay. This is going to be a war of the queens. You can only okay. save, you can only save one between these two. I'm going to give you a list. Oh. Oof. You can only save one Heidi and closet. Now pick mm-hmm. between Trixie or Katya. Who do you choose? <sighs> mm. Oh my, this is rude. Um, for them, honestly, I'd have to just say, let them both go. I can't do it. <laughs> they both got to go if that's the case. A brilliant answer. What about Bianca Del Rio or Alyssa Edwards? Oh no! Uh, see, Alyssa Edwards is my favorite of all time, and Bianca scares me. So I have to go. I have. I have to go, Alyssa, but just by the smallest of margins. All right. What about we got Willem and Bob the Drag Queen? Oh, I worked. I worked with both of them. Oh, shit. Um. Oh God. I'm, I'm literally. I worked with both of them. Oh my God. Oh. Well, since well, since today we are, you know, celebrating the coming out of Gap. And Willem did help me brainstorm with Gap. I will say Willem. Yes, plug. Okay, last one. Latrice Royale or Shea Coulee? Mm. These are all the hard-hit ones. Why can't you give me an easy one? <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, oh, God. Mm. Ah! Mm, fuck. Uh, see, I feel like Shea could probably save herself. Shea's a strong woman. So I'm, I'm going to save Latrice. 
Heidi, I put you in a very tough position and you truly gracefully nailed every single question. I just, I have to say, what a gracious queen, because you know what? You were showing that you have love for all these queens and that's what matters. We're not pinning people up against each other. We're showing our love for all these queens. Are there any queens from previous seasons that even before you were on it, that you were just like, this is who I aspire to be, or you were just obsessed with? Um, I'd probably say Alyssa Edwards. She's like my all-time favorite queen of all time. I hope to one day collab with her. If you can hear me, Alyssa, please. I want to do a collaboration. I'm trying to speak it into the universe. Yeah, um, we're putting the gap call out. The gap attack. <laughs> Write that down. Yeah. Write that down. Anyone? Write that. Jason? Jason? <laughs> <laughs> the gap attack. Alyssa is definitely one that's been like my all-time favorite forever and ever and always. Um, it's just something about her. I, I see a lot of myself in her. Or at least I hope to be able to see a lot of myself in her. So that didn't come out right. Um, not sexually. Not sexual. I just want to make that clear. That was not sexual at all. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> just so we know. Just so everyone knows. It was not meant to be sexual. Uh, since I rarely get the opportunity to be with one of my favorite queens from Drag Race, is there something when you're shooting the show that people don't know when they're watching it? Is there anything from the actual filming of it that would surprise fans? It's really cold on set. Like it's we're we're in California, but it's so cold. Cause I was like, well, let me pack all these cute little booty shorts. I'm gonna be cute on the TV, half naked, da 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 da. Get there, and it's like ten degrees below zero. And like I'm walking around in shorts and a sweater that I luckily brought with me from North Carolina. So there's literally a couple episodes where I'm like walking around in booty shorts and like a sweater because I'm cold. So it's really cold on set. Gotta show off the booty, but keep the core tight. Exactly. That, that's my goal in life, truly. <laughs> when they um when they're filming and they say like next or last week we did this, is there are you actually filming week to week or or is every episode like uh, maybe three days with a day off? Like how does the work it's, with the timing? It's definitely rapid fire. It's just definitely rapid fire. <laughs> It's a rapid fire uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it because it, clearly you are all working so hard. And I'm sure by the, when you finish your season, did you have to take just like weeks just to like get take a breath and recover? Um, I remember when I first got home, I laid in the bed for two to three days and just didn't get up. And then for another two or three weeks, I just didn't get in drag. I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I refuse. <laughs> this is my this is me time. But and the only time I got out of bed was for those first three days were to uh to get up and go to GameStop and buy my favorite video game that I've been waiting so long for. Like cause I got a I had a Nintendo Switch and I waited a year and a half to get the game that I wanted to come out. But fun fact, the game that I wanted came out the week I left for drag race. So then I had to wait even longer. <laughs> and then I got it once I got back. I mean, that's amazing. You just truly leaned in, took a break, let your skin heal after all of that time, putting yourself in. Absolutely. Well, here's the deal. If you get an opportunity to do Snatch Game, if you, get to, if you, if you had an opportunity to choose someone right now, who, would you, who do you think you would choose to, to get a go? Maybe Diana Ross or maybe Phaedra Parks. Uh, Trying to do, try to do a couple things that might be more close to my wheelhouse. Yeah. I could probably portray a lot easier you know i i gave leslie jones a good old college try and i I did enough to be safe so clearly i did something right but oh, you absolutely I, I would, did i would definitely want to do something that's definitely closer to my wheelhouse of what i could really like go off on so yeah <laughs> are you are you a housewives fan are you an atlanta fan 
You know, I've actually never watched Housewives, but I have watched clips of it a lot. Like, Lily, one of my favorite ones is when uh, Nene goes and um, <laughs> she goes to that one girl's house where she just moved and she walks, she gets out the car like, oh, the ghetto. And then she and then she walks inside and is like, a white refrigerator. Oh, we got to find you a home. And then I looked across in my new apartment in West Hollywood and I saw my white refrigerator. I was like, oh, the ghetto. I got I to find me a home. Yes, Nene Leakes is iconic. And it's she really gives it to you every time. Every she, time. She okay, well, here's the deal. One of our last segments is I want to ask you an important question. You're going to have 20 seconds to answer this question and really give it to me as, as uh-huh. much detail and take us on a journey. You have 20 questions to tell me. What do you love about Whoopi Goldberg? You have 20 seconds in your 20 seconds start now. I love Whoopi because she is like an icon. She's been there, done that. And she's she's just so like, she's really got this aura about her that we've met when we were in person. It's like, it calms the whole room and really just like, I don't know. It's not something about her that uh, it's just, she just has this aura about her that really just calms the whole room. That was the night, that was the night I knew I was going home. I was like, oh, girl, I'm going home after this performance. And then it, it calmed my nerves and it, it's just an amazing feeling that she has. So yeah. Oh, <laughs> what an iconic answer. Whoopi Goldberg, we love you so much. And Heidi yes. is a big fan as well. Look, Heidi, I want to thank you so much for doing this. You're such an amazing performer. And the fact that you came on That's a Gay Ass Podcast, I'm so grateful. And I cannot wait to see oh. what amazing things you continue to do thank you and i really want to say thank you so much for having me it really means a lot i really do appreciate this opportunity and it's always lovely 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 to meet new people so Uh, you know maybe you'll be seeing me again heidi i think it's gonna happen and i can't wait Is she not the most gracious queen? I'm not only obsessed with how funny she is, but also that at the end of this interview, you didn't hear the sound maxed out, but she did a full whistle tone that broke Zoom. And then the laugh that she gives at the beginning of the episode, I've listened to it on a repeat about 25 times. Born. (laughs) It is a laugh unlike any that I've heard. Born. Like, I'm going to play it again. Okay, that was the last one. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this week's fight with my husband, Matt, who was truly amazing to come on the podcast. Make sure you put on social media whose side you are on. Come back next week. Give us a five-star review. Make sure you subscribe. And I really appreciate you all listening. Thanks, friends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.